Hey everybody, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. We're going to pretend that I've never met John King and that we're writing for the first time. And I just want it just so we can step you through. And I think I remember, do you remember the first time we wrote? I think I do. Yeah, I think it was at, um, was that, I think it was at Curb. It was at Curb. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Seagal. Seagal. Was that Seagal? Yes, yep, first time we wrote. Okay, so John's sitting here. I'm going to come into the room. Well, first of all, I wouldn't already be here. Artists are always late. So you would have been here for probably an hour already. And I'm going to come in. Hey, John King. Hey. Nice to meet you. Heard great things. Love all your Hootie songs. They're false. <laughs> so I walk in and I'm like, you know, we introduce ourselves and I'm like, so play me something that you do. You know, I want to hear a little bit because at that point he didn't have a record deal. Right. So um, why don't you just play us something, a little bit of um, something so I can get an idea of what you're about. I, I think I might even play this song. Okay. Because this is like one of the first songs I wrote when I moved to Nashville. And uh, it ended up being on my, my first EP. But it was kind of like about my story, my journey from Georgia to here, you know, in the music business. But it's called Something in the Water. Deckard man said, son, let me hear what you got. Word on the street is that you're ready high. Well, you Georgia boys been making noise, I swear. Must be something in the water down there. Yeah. I picked up my guitar and I started to strum. This little number about where I come from. Way down a dirt road in the July air. You can bet there's something in the water down there. And she's five foot something, legs on a long and tank. Sitting on that riverbank with them toes in the sand. Them southern girls, I tell you, nothing compares. Yeah, there's something in the water down there. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Alright. Well, there's a rock about 30 feet high. You jump off the top. Something 
Texas on a long and tan. She's sitting on that riverbank with them toes in the sand. And them southern girls, I tell you, nothing compares. Yeah, there's something in the water down there. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the first song I played you. So if that doesn't get you excited as a songwriter to hear, <laughs> to hear that, like, man. So then it becomes easy to like, okay, step up your game. A lot of times when I write with an artist, artists are all about like saying this cool stuff and they're extroverts. Songwriters, we're kind of introverts a lot of times. And then so like he'll say something and then like, oh, that's a cool song. And then and that kind of, you know that's how we a lot of times come up with song ideas because artists are like they just say the greatest stuff that comes out of their mouth <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. they say a whole bunch of stuff and we pick out the cool gems and yeah we just run our mouths yeah and y'all do the work yeah <laughs> no it is true though i mean i agree with you like that first five ten minutes of uh of a co-write when you're getting to know each other that's when 90% of your good hooks can fall right yeah. out, you know, unless you have, even if you have something, you might get something better just right. through talking and getting to know the person. And that goes both ways, too. I mean, as an artist, you know, going in, meeting co writers, meeting songwriters, and, you know, believe it or not, we stalk songwriters, too. I, I Before I wrote with Clay, I got, I Googled him. You know, saw all his hits, and I was a little intimidated because I'm like, man, this guy. That's why you got a record deal, because I've written with the artists, <laughs> and then they walk in like, who are you? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're an artist out there, do your homework. <laughs> if you're meeting with an A&R person, if you're meeting with a, a songwriter, yes. always do your homework, because if you can go in there, you don't want to be stalker and go in there and be like, I hear you have a dog named Milo or something. <laughs> don't do that. That'll be weird. But, you know, if they've written songs you like, if, if you respect yeah. them and have followed their career, it's going to make the yeah. the right or whatever meeting is go a lot smoother. Talk a little bit about how writing with an artist helps you have a perspective because they're outperforming for big crowds of people right. that we don't have necessarily as writers. Yeah, I mean, the, exactly, because I would imagine, I'm not a recording artist, but I would imagine that, and I know I've heard artists like Blake Shelton talk about this, that the stuff that works on radio or it could be all this mid-tempo stuff, and then you get in concert, yeah. and you just want these loud party songs. So for an artist, it's kind of this difficult balance of... For sure. And as songwriters, guys, songwriters, we start out writing ballads because we get our hearts broken. We want to, you know, <laughs> pour it out on paper. Yeah. That's not going to work for, you know, maybe one sh song in... Maybe. In a three-hour show, you could do, you know, a heartbreak um, ballad. Yeah. So the, yeah. when you write with an artist, it really shows you that you've got to write a whole different kind of song. You've got to write a song that keeps the audience attention, that yeah. keeps the energy up. Um, and so, but that can be different than the songs that end up on the record, too. I mean, you, I, yeah. I imagine you kind of try to do a balance of both, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a lot of songs we play out live still today that, that we haven't cut yet, you know, just because they're live songs. And, right. 
maybe one day they'll end up on a record. You know, that's the goal. But um, if they don't, that's fine, too, because they serve their purpose. So I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you can come in with a mindset, writing with an artist, from our perspective, there's there's all these different, like you said, slots you're looking to fill, whether it's a ballad. And, you know, usually it's, it's tough to get that ballad because there's so many ballads. Right. Unless you have that hook that's just killer. killer or that melody that's just undeniable, you know, that then maybe, you know, right. maybe the ballad. But if you have an up-tempo that's got a melody that feels like something you could have stuck in your head for days after you hear it on the radio, or if you had that funny song. I have this song called uh, My Baby Loves Hooker's Shoes. My Baby Loves Hooker's Shoes. I can't help it. I do too. My Baby Loves Hooker's Shoes. And we do that live, and people and just kills. go nuts. Yes. They go nuts. Now, would it ever be on radio? Probably not, but... <laughs> Who cares, you know, if it's getting people up and dancing, that's half the battle. And even when we go into radio stations, we can use that song to yep. break the ice and then open their ears up for the radio. Why don't so, you, this would be a good time for you to play your, can you, do you do your single, the, J, the Randy Hauser single? Yeah, yeah, I can do, I can, uh, I can take a swing at it for you. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, John had the fortune of writing um, a song for another artist, Randy Hauser, that's in the top ten. A song called We Went. So not only is he a great artist, but he's um, starting to have hits as a songwriter, too. So Thank you, man. Yeah, it's it's a big honor. You know, as an artist, I feel like now, especially more than ever, and you, you know this, too, it's, it's almost like songwriting is a form of A&R. And the more you can get your songs out there, if you have other artists cutting your songs, it just kind of yeah. gives validity to you as an artist too so it's cool this was a song when i wrote it a guy named matt rogers um and a guy named justin wilson that i wrote it with they're both younger guys and they're guys that i wrote with when i first moved to town yeah. just like you were saying you know and matt's um, matt's saying a lot of demos for people yeah. at Songtown, so we know him well they're great guys they're hard working and um you know they they're kind of getting their start but we wrote the song in like 30 minutes and it just kind of poured out and they don't most of them don't ever happen like that but honestly, when I wrote this song, I was like, I don't know, if, I don't, I think it's okay, you know. We had a little. And now you're wishing you had cut it instead. of <laughs> Well, you know, you know, the funny thing is, people ask me that they're like, do, do you wish you would have cut it? You know, now that Randy Hauser's got a big hit with it. But honestly, no, because I knew as soon as I heard the demo that it was for Randy Hauser. Right. It sounded like a Randy Hauser song. The phrasing, the content, everything, and um, I mean, it turned out well because he he sings the heck out of it. But I'll give it a shot. Pontiac with a pocket of cash, foot on the gas, ready and throwing up a little dust like a pickup truck. Does in the mud, but ain't nobody slowing us down right now. She said, I need a little something with some get up and go, and nobody knows how to get me going quite like you do. Even the things that you do, wanna give this sweet bit pulled on town. Something to talk about. So we went till I. Feels so good. We didn't want to dance, so we went looking for dimes to kill some time to keep cool off. We can do some dancing, didn't take long. A couple of songs, you know, it's last call when the law comes walking in. So we went till lights fading from some new lights chasing the cut of back through the corner. County Road 44 to up a fence. 
Nobody's slowing us down right now. Yeah. Thank you. John Keel in the house. You do have a question. Someone's asked, um, she read that you and your co-writers weren't sure what to title that song. Were there other titles you considered? We never had a title for that song. You went around and around. Yeah, no, we didn't. I, um, we just never had a title for that song. Uh, we wrote the whole song and then asked, like, what are we going to call it? And we're like, I don't know, what's the last word like out of the course? Uh, it's just like, we went. It's like, is that even a title? We went? So it's one of the few songs I've ever written that doesn't have like, you know, a lot of country songs are like, you know, you know, blah, 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 and here's the title. Right. You know, here's a pause and this big title that blows your mind. That one was weird. It just, it's, what makes it cool is it's almost circular. The story never stops. So we never had a title. We didn't have it. We just kind of, the whole... That whole groove just kind of led the, right. the charge on that song. And I think you're right. Like, it just keeps going and going yeah. and going. But there's enough stuff in there to keep your attention. Right. So, and that's probably why an artist was interested in it, because it didn't go, okay, here's your hook. Yeah. Because you know? we're so used to that, and everybody's used to that, and, and you get to thinking that that's the way a hit song has the sound. Right. But really, from an artist's point of view, you know, what we're listening for is sometimes there's something different. Something that uh, jumps out and grabs see, you. I think a lot of um, songwriters, and I know I did this when I first started out, I thought I had to write stuff that sounded like the radio. I had to write. And when when you're an artist, you're going, okay, well, yeah, the radio today, that's today. Yeah. But when my record comes out in a year, I don't want to sound anything no. like what's going on here. You, no. you want to be in the format. You want to fit right. within the format, but you want to have something cool and different. Yeah. And so a lot of times I would go round and round with one of my old publishers because he would go, well, Rascal Flat is saying they want to cut this. And I'm going, but yeah, but if you give them that in their head, they've already played that a thousand times. It's not going to interest them. So yeah. it, sometimes you have to just think out of the box yeah. to get the artist cut. And like you guys were saying earlier, one of my favorite things to do, you know, I mean, and I keep titles all on my phone, and because I'm a song, I've been writing since I was a kid, and it was a weird thing coming to Nashville and co-writing because I'd written by myself right. since I was 13 or 14 years old. So, as an artist writer, which is different, because there's some people who are just artists, they don't really write. But for me, I'd always loved songwriting. But it's weird, you know, when you get in the room and you're co-writing, it's a whole different ball game. It's give and take. And I learned, you know, later on, I'm that it's a huge advantage because two brains is better than right. one. And, you, you know, you always have that song, you know, especially if you have a hook that you're just like, oh, I don't want to mess this up. It's good to say that for somebody you know has experience as a songwriter that has the instinct to be like, 
I think we should push it this way or that way. So all that to say, I mean, if you're an artist, songwriter, you have to really kind of dig into what you love, you know. Like I always think back to the stuff I grew up listening to. And obviously, you know, you can't if you put a, a Skinnerd song on the radio now, it's it's already been done. Right. But you have to take those pieces of what you love and learn how to mold it and make it your own. So a lot of times, like when we're writing, if if you know we have a couple of hook ideas and we want some feel, it's kind of fun to reference back. Like we were talking about that old JJ Kelly, like, right. Baby Mama, where you been so long? It's just like a a blue shuffle. Yeah. But if you take a song like that and you have a different hook and a different tempo and a different production idea it's a whole new thing you know you can right. rebuild it you just want to take new. a flavor from that a flavor you, you don't yeah. want to sound like that. No. you just kind of want to take the vibe of it yeah for sure and i i love doing that i love taking a song and having a vibe whether it's even just a drum beat or a a lick that's you know not that exact lick but starts with something that's you want to start with in your song that's yeah. a cool way to do it hey i want to talk about our friends at sweetwater who sponsor this podcast Probably <laughs> probably close to two decades, I have been getting my audio and video equipment from Sweetwater. And, you know, I just can't say enough about them. They're great guys. There's a link in the show notes to some books Clay and I've written. Clay's got a great book on melody writing that's now out on Audible. See you next time.